Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome everyone to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant, and for those of you who don't yet know me, I have been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007, and I'm the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at rachelgrantcoaching.com. Well, today, listeners, I am so very excited to have here with me my guest, Anna Holtzman, who's going to be sharing with us uh, all about how her pain points have led to self-discovery. Now, as I mentioned uh, in the first episode of this season, we're doing something really, really special this year. Um, Anna is a Beyond Surviving graduate. Every single episode this year, you're going to hear from men and women who I've had the great pleasure to work with and walk alongside and Anna has just grown in so, so many ways. It's been beautiful to watch her journey. And today, she is a mind-body psychotherapist who supports clients in healing from trauma and chronic pain. And a little fun fact about Anna, in her previous career, she edited reality TV shows. So you know we're going to get into all of that today. So Anna, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. It's great to Thank see you. you. So much for having me, Rachel. I'm really honored and happy to be here. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, so um, let's go ahead and just kind of jump in and think. Of, I want to. I want you to take me back a little bit to before you started the Beyond Surviving program. When you were at that place in your life and kind of looking around for support, you know, what ultimately led you to to me and to the program? Yeah. So it's really interesting to think that far back. Because in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that long ago. I think it was 2015, if I remember correctly. Oh, 16, but you're right. It's right in that ballpark. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's wild. It's been. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a lifetime ago. So much has changed Mm -hmm. in my life since then. So remembering back, I was was in therapy, and I'd been going to therapy for about, I don't know, seven years at that point or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I did not go to therapy to work on these issues. I went to therapy because relationships were never working out for me and I couldn't figure out why. And years into this therapy, I started to realize that I had these issues from my childhood. They started to become more clear, but then not clear, started to unpack them and just there was so much confusion and emotional overwhelm that was coming up for me. And I think that probably a lot of people listening can relate to this. I just, all that confusion and upheaval sent me to the internet and I was like, would spend nights and nights just Googling, you know, these like memories that were coming up, these feelings that were coming up, these confusions and questions. And I was just on this endless, um, quest for some kind of clarity and understanding of what was going on with me. And even though I was going to therapy and having the support of a therapist, I wasn't getting from that experience, like a clear context for what I was experiencing. You know, my individual experience wasn't being put into a context of like how it could relate to maybe other people's experiences too. And so all of this endless Googling led me to your website. And when I saw your website, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is what I've been looking for. It's someone who can provide some clarity to what I'm going through, some context to it, kind of like a clear path for how to move through this and like what the point of moving this through this is all about. And you know, it's just some structure, really. Um, And also a community of other people where, I mean, I was afraid to talk to other people about it, but I had this little hope inside me that maybe I'll find some, like, similarities and be able to relate to other people. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, right. Wow. As you were sharing your story, I was thinking, what did people do back in the day? You just had to sit and, you know, bemoan your circumstance, I suppose. (laughs) You couldn't go to Google. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, that. it's the world changing. <laughs> the world changes. Yeah, and I remember in my own experience that, that those moments too of like something has got to give, something has got to shift, and just seeking and really trying to track something down. And I love that moment. I really have this feeling in my my heart of hearts that. The people who come and, and say yes to walking alongside, having me be the their mentor, it, like it's meant to be, right? And so there are, there are these moments of like, ah, that's it. There's this complete resonance that causes you to, to take that next step. 
and to to have that first conversation that we had. And then you step into the group program. Absolutely. So you're immediately in community, right, with these other women who are on this journey and healing. And when you kind of think back to the work that we did, um, can you say just a little bit about how that work ultimately impacted your life? Definitely. And I do think it might be helpful to insert, like, there was a little step that came before going fully into it. So I remember I found you, I was like, this is what I need. I signed up. And then, like, maybe a week before the group was about to start, I contacted you and I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) I don't think I can, this isn't right for me. No. And you really helped me. You helped to normalize those feelings and those fears. Um, and yes, I was yes. so grateful that you did because the group was so incredibly valuable to me. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about this, knowing that we were going to talk today about like what were the most valuable things for me. And the two things that stand out the most are were being able to share in a group and discovering that in so many ways I couldn't have imagined I wasn't alone. You know, I thought that, you know, either my story would be too much or too little and that it just wouldn't fit in. And something that was so valuable for me to learn was that there was a diversity of different kinds of experiences in the group. And, you know, they weren't all the same as my experience by any stretch. But the way that those experiences were impacting us in the present was so, so similar. And we related to each other so much. And that was, it was so bonding. And I still feel close to the the women who I was in group with, and we still keep in touch sometimes. Um, It was bonding. I felt like connected to part of a common human experience instead of alone and isolated. Um, It felt like such a relief. It was very scary to open up and talk about things that I wasn't talking to anyone else about. And it was a great relief too. And that opened up so much space and energy for other things to come into my life. Um, the, The second thing that was really significant was, um, just learning that there are like common themes and phases to this healing process and that it's not just this completely incomprehensible, like diffuse, massive an experience, but it's like, right. you know, I mean, it yeah. is messy and it is chaotic and like there are common themes and yeah. knowing that and sharing experiences with others and discovering those commonalities can really help that helped me to make sense of the experience, to give it meaning, to give it shape. And that helped me feel like so much less chaotic and alone with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for sharing all of that, Anna. I think particularly in the context of the, the group program, that ultimately is one of the, the best rewards of, you know, doing the program, which is, seeing yourself through the lens of other people, but also being able to see your experience in the context of what others have gone through, but normalizing it in the sense of one of the things we talk about, right? There is no competition in trauma. You don't get more points for having more trauma. And the outcomes, the impact 
um, being so universal that we can relate there, we can always connect there and finding our way, you know, forward from that place. Yeah. And having a little bit of structure. Yeah. For me, I mean, my brain just kind of works that way in terms of curriculum with my background in education. But for me also that feeling of like, I've got to find a way through this like mountain of spaghetti, right. That it feels like with trauma. Yeah, <laughs> like I pull one thing, the next thing comes out, right. All that and put it into some structure such that for myself, first and foremost, like I could make sense of things. And then, you know, what a joy that it really has translated and has been of help to others. Now, when you graduated, when you finished the group program, you and I worked a little bit one-on-one -on -one for a while, right? And we began to think a little bit about next steps. And, and that really, for me, is always like the heart and soul of Beyond Surviving. It really is about the moving on piece. Like, okay, I have that trauma contextualized. I'm not in the space of full recovery anymore. I have the opportunities to continue to grow and to learn, but I can now move into what's next. And you were doing a lot of like career stuff, like, ooh, is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? I'm, what's my next step there? And ultimately, you've landed in this, you know, place where you're now helping survivors do beautiful work around healing chronic pain. And I want to talk about that with you today, because we know that trauma and chronic pain are very closely related, but maybe you can first talk with us a little bit about your journey to um, the work and purpose that you're, you're doing today. Yeah, so it's been such an interest, it continues to be such an interesting journey. And I remember it was like, not long after I participated in Beyond Survivors that I you know, it freed up so much energy that I started to say, hey, I'm not really happy in the career that I'm in editing mm -hmm. reality TV. I was just over it. Um, and I want to move into um, supporting other people in their healing process in some way. It wasn't all that clear necessarily at the beginning. And um, so I started um, with a coaching training and then I coached with you around building a coaching practice. And initially it was about career change. So it's been through all kinds of different shapes. And I left television and went back to grad school to get a counseling degree. Um, and I knew at that time that I wanted to work with trauma because I had experienced so much benefit and change in my life through um, getting support with trauma. Um, and when I was in grad school, I, I had been getting migraines for about 10 years at that point. They, interestingly, they started on my first day of my first job in television, which is a very <laughs> stressful career. Yeah. So it started then, they were very infrequent initially, but over the years they became more frequent. They were getting in the way of things more Still, I was able to do what I needed to do in my life. Mm -hmm. um, but when I got to grad school, I thought it was so interesting. I thought, okay, I'm going to grad school for mental health counseling. Finally, I'll be in an environment where I can safely talk about feelings and I'm going to feel so open and unburdened and I'll probably not get as many headaches and just the opposite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that, right? Very <laughs> triggering yeah. in many ways. Um, you know, there was just like, it brings up a lot of material that can be right. triggering. Yeah. Um, 
there were some environments in grad school that did feel safe, some that didn't feel quite so safe, but the emotions are being stirred up. So like the emotions are expanding inside of me and it feels like there's nowhere safe for them to go. And I, like the headaches got, the migraines got to be the worst that they'd ever been. Like they were coming so frequently. They were really just like knocking me out of like, I'd have to miss classes here and there. I'd have to um, miss days at my clinical internship on, you know, here and there. I had to cancel appointments with my coaching clients occasionally. So it was really getting in the way of things big time. Mm -hmm. And um, I was kind of worried about whether I'd really be able to work full time after school was over. So I knew this was a problem and that I needed to find some kind of solution for this. Um, and I also knew, like, I always knew that headaches for me were connected with emotional stuff. I had a sense it was connected to trauma. I felt clear that they were connected, but not sure of like what to do with that knowledge. Um, and it was in the middle of grad school, I, again, through endless Googling, <laughs> I stumbled upon um, this app, which is amazing. I, <laughs> I have to say it was another like little life changing point for me, this app called Curable, which um, yeah. basically teaches you, have you heard of it? I have. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah, it, it's like a self coaching program, basically, that teaches you about um, pain, how pain is created in the brain gives a lot of psychoeducation and tools for understanding and also using the mind body connection to heal from chronic pain syndromes. Um, and it completely changed things for me. And I started to experience less pain um, pretty quickly. Oh. It's an ongoing journey, just like with trauma, yeah. like yeah. everything doesn't change overnight it's a gradual process or it has been for me. Um, but that was so eye-opening and also fascinating to me. So I started to just dive into studying this stuff. And now it's a big part of my focus in the work that I do with clients as a psychotherapist. Um, and I'm also, uh, next week, I'm going to start as a group facilitator for Curable Runs these um, group coaching programs. And so I'm going to be facilitating for them. Celebrations! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anna. I, man, you know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm like bubbling right now, y'all. I can't even find words. I can't even find words. It's very seldom I'm speechless, but this is a moment of speechless for me. So I got to take a breath. <laughs> Yeah, just really taking in all of that, Anna, the ways in which, you know, through the lens of your own pain, through the lens of your own challenges, you know, you've sought healing on multiple levels, and then taking that and being able to translate that into healing work for others. And addressing this particular piece around chronic pain is just so critical. I think there's so many people who are out there suffering 
um, with physical symptoms and they don't have that that background in in the knowledge as you were talking about the psychoeducation about the correlation between trauma and pain and so it often ends up being this I think a shaming blaming place where people go with themselves like what's wrong with me and if I should just get my shit together and I should be able to be okay and um and once you had that understanding, I'd love for you to speak to that just a little bit, like for yourself. Once you understood that correlation between the pain, the chronic pain, the headaches that you were experiencing, and the trauma, like what did that ultimately really shift or change for you and how you approached it or how you felt about it? Yeah, so so as I was saying, like I, I knew these things were connected. It's, and it's so similar to like getting clarity through your program about the process of healing from, from PTSD, from mm-hmm. childhood trauma, where like having, gaining a structure, and there are so many different ways of looking at that structure, you know, different people have their different framing. Yeah. But for me, the, the, the framing that has worked for me when it comes to chronic pain is to, I'll just describe like my framework, which is based on, you know, what I've taken from many other wonderful people's frameworks. And I see the chronic pain as a signal that's at the top of a chain of signals. Mm. So the chronic pain is what is getting my attention. It's the thing that I, it's the signal I can't ignore, basically. Like, I'm not going to be ignoring chronic pain. Similar to PTSD um, symptoms, it's like those are the signals we can't ignore. They're what bring us to the work that we really would rather not have to do. Yes, right. But these signals are like, sorry, I'm going to make your life miserable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so learning that pain is not like, it's not the intelligent voice. It's not like the voice of wisdom. It's it's the temper tantrum up at the top. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And then underneath that temper tantrum is, I would say, anxiety, which I understand as fear of the underlying emotion. Mm. Then underneath the anxiety is that big, scary underlying emotion, you know, which might be a whole bunch of things that might be grief. It might be rage, it might be sorrow, it might be all the above and more. Mm-hmm. And then underneath that underlying uh, emotion is a core need, or maybe a bunch of core needs, which might be, you know, compassion, it might be connection, it might be to be seen and heard, to matter, um, it might be all of those and more. So for me, learning that my pain was a signal that I could use to drill down to get to something constructive that was a need that then I could address. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as I continue on this journey, and like, it is a journey that I'm definitely still on, but the more that I can recognize and have the self, recognize the need and have the self-care and compassion to take the time out to address that need the less and less that temper tantrum is required to get my attention. Nice. 
<laughs> That's such a beautiful way to express that, to name that. For those of you listening who are dealing with chronic pain, I hope you'll really kind of listen back to this and jot down some notes and, and think about that process for yourself of you letting that chronic pain be that alarm bell that leads you to investigate the feelings and the needs that are underneath that. And, and I know that one of the ways that you have really begun to approach working with chronic pain is also through creative writing. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, I want to hear a little bit more about how can we actually use writing and creative expression to process heal pain. Okay, so we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Hey there, men. Are you sick and tired of feeling stuck and paralyzed because of self-doubt? For male survivors of sexual abuse, your self-esteem and confidence are often so depleted that you find yourself struggling with self-defeating thoughts, plagued by a fear of making mistakes, and exhausted from trying to constantly keep up a facade, afraid that any day you'll be found out. So it's no wonder that you struggle with confidence, feeling motivated, and relationships. For many of my male clients, they additionally feel inadequate and battle a sense of not being man enough. And while I'm not a guy, I have had my own struggles resulting from a lack of confidence. And I can't wait to share with you what helped me put an end to feeling worthless and not good enough so you can finally stand up for yourself, pursue your dreams, and achieve the success and relationships you've always dreamed of. Go now to rachelgrantcoaching.com slash confidence dash class to learn more and download the mp3 now back to our show welcome back everyone okay anna let's get into this i'm so fascinated by this idea of using writing and creative expression to really shift the physical pain sensation so can you talk with us a little bit more about that what does that look like what does that actually mean how does that work yeah i'm really excited to and I don't know if now is an appropriate time to share that I'm going to be co-leading a, a workshop on this very thing. Of course, it's appropriate time. Yes, okay. <laughs> so, so I'm super excited about this. So in um, this coming March of 2021, um, I am co-leading a workshop that I co-created with this amazing survivor, activist, writer, performer named Donna Jensen, whom I love very much. And she has a wonderful, yes, and you know her as well. She's a of mine as well, yeah. An incredible community of people that I've met and come to know through this work. Um, she has a great organization called Time to Tell. Um, and so we're offering this workshop and it is called Healing Feelings reconnecting mind body and voice and it is a an expressive writing workshop for survivors of incest and sexual abuse who live with chronic pain and other stress-related syndromes and um it's awesome <laughs> we, we recently <laughs> did uh, uh like a test run of it and it was just such an incredible experience um, yeah. How can people sign up? How can people? Yes. Find yes. So they can sign up through either Donna or my website. So my website is AnnaHoltzman.com. It's A-N-N-A-H-O-L-T-Z 
M-A-N.com. And once you get to the website, you can go to the workshops tab and it's the first workshop listed. If you click on it, it'll take you to Donna's website and <laughs> her website is time to tell. So it's listed under her workshops as well. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, this is, this is my happy place when beyond survivors begin to really go out into the world, you're creating, you're generating, you have all of that energy and vitality to really bring things, you know, forward that you've maybe dreamed about and wanted to do. And, and then these collaborations, you know, that you get to, to form and the relationships that you're forming and building, yeah, so what do you think it is about creative writing that that helps us in processing chronic pain? Yeah, so it's writing has been such an incredible portal to healing for me. To healing and self-discovery, and I would say those two things are one and the same. Mm. Um, and so like that that kind of pyramid of signals that I was just describing earlier, the way that I use expressive writing is as a way to drill down um, down through those different signals. Uh -huh. and, it's, and the way I do this writing and the way that I coach um, workshop participants through this is basically to have to write in dialogue form. And we're having a conversation between our core self and these parts of ourselves. I mean, I sometimes call them parts. I sometimes refer to them as signals. I kind of use those interchangeably. Okay. And so, for example, one of the, the writing prompts that um, we'll use in a bunch of different ways in the workshop is we'll start off with talking to our pain syndrome, whatever that is. So like for me, it's been migraines. Mm -hmm. So the way that I often journal is by writing Dear migraine, what emotion are you feeling? Mm -hmm. What would you like me to know? And what are you trying to protect me from? Mm. And I can't tell you how much I have learned right. from dialoguing with my parts or my signals mm -hmm. in that way. Mm -hmm. I think that's really profound. I'm, I'm thinking a little bit about a client right now who's doing a lot of work around the narratives that she holds around sex, dating, relationship. And there's this instinct to just go straight to fix it, change yes. it, shift it. And yes. of course, we want to get there. <laughs> yes, that is absolutely a place. But, and if we could do it with a magic wand, I'd be all oh, for it. Oh, where is that magic wand in? <laughs> Wait for it. 14 years. I'm still waiting for it. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, one thing that I offered her recently was, like, just listen. Just yeah. listen and respond with, I hear you. I understand. Thank you for telling me that. Because we often try to shove all of that away so quickly. Yeah. And let me go take some Advil. Yep. <laughs> right? <laughs> right uh maybe oh, some yoga and all those things are helpful and wonderful and fine yeah. but absolutely Completely. can we just hear can we just listen and so using writing what I'm hearing you say is that you've really found that these kind of prompting questions and then doing kind of free writing helps you get in and access that place of awareness and knowing and like what you need to hear and understand yeah 
Absolutely. Another metaphor that I find really helpful with this work is like the temper tantrum. So thinking of the pain syndrome Mm -hmm. as a part of you, that's like a five-year-old throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. And if you really think about it that way, you know, if, if there was a sweet, tender little five-year-old throwing a temper tantrum, you know, what would happen if you were like, go away, I don't ever want to see you again. You know, would that help the temper tantrum? It would not help that five-year-old. No. No, it wouldn't help at all. And the temper tantrum would get bigger and bigger as that kid gets more and more desperate to get the help and Mm -hmm. not just the help, but this really the compassion. Nurturing, understanding, compassion. Yeah. Yeah. And so we one of the that things that sometimes, yeah, Sorry, go ahead. oh, totally. We all do. And I mean, I need reminding of it all the time because mm. I'm also just human, even though I'm now yeah. teaching this stuff. Totally. Um, and yeah, one of the things that I talk about in the workshop is that um, chronic pain syndromes oftentimes are caused by underlying repressed emotions. And the way that we can get toward and allow those repressed emotions to reveal themselves and and release themselves is by coming by becoming a trustworthy listener. Nice. Oh my gosh, trustworthy listener. Did you all hear that? That is so good. Yes. Can you become a trustworthy listener of yourself? Anna, what would you say to somebody who is experiencing chronic pain and hears this and and they know they have that gut instinct of like, yeah, she's right. There's like stuff sitting there and their yeah, but is yeah, but going there and trying to feel all that stuff or talk about it or express it is just going to make things worse. I'm going to get super overwhelmed. The pain is going to get even bigger. And, and you know, what would you say to that? Do you have any words yeah. of encouragement or perspective about that? Absolutely. I would say, first of all, you're not alone in feeling that way. I think that's pretty much universal. Mm-hmm. And the, the kind of the word paradox, or it's like that word that means it's the opposite of what you expect right. <laughs> yes. of this work is that it's, it's exactly the opposite is the case. And hmm, what's it? I love metaphors. So is it okay to share a metaphor that involves growing up? <laughs> Do you think yeah. that's okay? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I know like that can be disturbing to some people, but so a metaphor for this that I really like is like a little kid who has food poisoning for the first time and it's so uncomfortable in their tummy, they're nauseous, it feels terrible. They know they need to throw up, but they're terrified of throwing up because it's like, what if I start throwing up and it never ever stops? Mm -hmm. And the rest of my life is just me throwing up or like, what if my stomach turns all the way inside out? And you know, it's so scary. And hopefully what that scared young child will receive, we hope, is a competent, compassionate, kind adult who comes along, you know, maybe puts a hand on the back of their head, hand on the shoulder and lets them know it's so normal to be afraid of throwing up. It's the normalest thing in the world. And it's a temporary process. It might feel scary and out of control for a short period of time. And on the other side of that, 
you're going to feel so much relief Mm -hmm. and it's going to feel so much better. Yeah. And so the kid might hear that, you know, and they still might think, oh, I'm scared. And the longer they hold it down, of course, the worse it's going to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Let it out. It's like, oh, relief. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a really reasonable way to think about it. There's the fear beforehand. There's the suppression and then there's the surrendering into feeling it. And it can be a bit of a tempest. It can be a bit of a storm, but that storm doesn't last forever. And on the other right. side of that is calmer seas, if you will. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So be encouraged for anybody listening, you know, who's who's facing some of these things. And mostly just know that there are lots of beautiful, wonderful resources out there. And as workshop, Donna's workshop number one to start with, for sure. And as we um, round the bend here to just kind of wrapping up, um, I wonder just any other words of encouragement um, that you might have for people listening, anything that you really just want them to know or to take away from today? Um, I'm like pulling for some big major nugget of wisdom. Make it really good, Anna. It has to be perfect, okay? (laughs) As I'm noticing that, I'm thinking, you know, maybe the message is like, you are enough. Yeah. Where you are in your process is enough. Um, and also you're not alone. I think that's just been the biggest thing for me. You're so not alone. And if you're feeling alone, you're not alone in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Anna, thank you so much for taking the time today. It's been so wonderful to reconnect with you. That we've been in touch since you've graduated, and um, but this is our first time kind of chatting face to face since then. And I'm just so really proud of you. I am so happy for you. I just see you living in beyond surviving ways in so so many ways. Thank you for the ways that you continue to reach back to the community and share and support people there in our Facebook group and as you continue to go on and, and help others heal. You are badass, you are amazing, you're intelligent, you are compassionate, you are kind, you are powerful, you are a world changer and it's an honor to know you. Oh, wow. I'm going to be taking that in for a long time. Coming <laughs> from you, it means so much. You've been such an inspiration in my life. I mean, you've opened up so much for me and you've done that for so many people. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm not alone in saying I have so much gratitude for you and the work that you do Thank you. and the spaces that you create. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much. Uh, it's a, such a journey. And as I'm going into my you know, 14th year in this work and eighth season of the podcast, I just, wow. I'm so excited even more than ever to see how things continue to grow. Yeah. So everybody listening, please go um, check out Anna's website, AnnaHoltzman.com. The link will also be in the show notes. Um, For all of you tuning in, thank you so very much for joining us. And and if you're a new listener or um, a repeat listener, either way, we're really grateful to have you here. You can also pop over to rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and explore the resources there. If you'd like to make a donation in support of the podcast, you can go to bit.ly slash beyond surviving podcast donation and all the contributions are applied towards funding scholarships, running of a donation based and free programs and making sure that those reaching out for support get what they need. 
And as always, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and then come back next time because we have so much more to share. And until then, take good care of you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.